All right, here we go. My name is Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 322 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. If all goes well, we're leaving on Friday for a little quickie visit to Myrtle Beach. We need a little fix. We have to. We we need some beach. We need some. Uh, not only the beach. More importantly, we need a getaway. We need to check out from this world. And enter a parallel universe where money is no object. There are no concerns. There's no. Uh, crushing anxiety it's just look out the window at the ocean eat great food drink great beer and just be be away from it all that's what we need that's what we're craving and we have it scheduled it's for we're leaving friday we're gonna have to leave the house like at 6 a.m which is man i don't know about that that is going to be a hardship on me. I might as well just stay up, right? What time do I have to get up at four? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that's when I go to bed, you know? Anyway, I'll make it happen. And it'll work. Don't worry about it. I don't want you guys to concern yourself with that, you know? I'll somehow make it happen. And um, we're going to fly down there and we're going to be there, you know. We're going to be there early in the morning. We're going to head over to the Blueberry Blueberry Grill and have breakfast. We're going to be in Myrtle Beach early enough in the day that we can have breakfast. What do you think about that shit? And then we're going to have the whole day. We're going to have so it's so we're we're getting there very early in the morning, you know, on our first day, and then we're leaving at like five o'clock on the on the last day. So it's it's only three nights, but it's it's more than just you know three days. It's more than just you know it's 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 a pretty good chunk of time. Uh, three nights, and uh, we'll be back to harsh reality. <sighs> but that's Friday. If nothing crazy happens happens between now and then. Which is obviously and and definitely without doubt possible. I mean, we've been going back and forth. Should we go? Should we not go? There's chaos going here, going on here at the House of K. All right, and I, I'm not. I, I'm at no liberty to talk about it. Everything's fine, I guess. I don't know. No, it's not really fine, but eh. Things are quiet right now. Let's just put it that way. And if if all goes well, we're leaving Friday morning, and we need it. God knows we need it. Let me take a hit off this water. Hang on a second. Don't you love that when people do that? You know what else irritates me? Is when people inject the word or, or the phrase, with that being said, into, into their emails. Some people say it. I saw one the other day from this dude. It said the first, it's like it was back-to-back sentences. With that being said, he finished that, and then with that being said, 
Like, what is that? Why is that being overused now? I see it. I see it more now. I mean, people always used it. And it's, I don't know if it's one of those little, like, you know, like when I say, you know, you know, in this thing, like I just now did. I can't, I mean, I try not to do that, but it's hard. But um, I don't know. It's it's one of those little little quirks that people put it people inject they, they feel like they have the need to inject with that being said they send an email and say um, I'm, I'm gonna be out tomorrow on PTO with that being said I'll be back the following day <laughs> like why why do you have to, why do you have to add that why does that have to be in there <laughs> I see it all the time and every time I see it it, it pops out of me it bugs me. I pay attention to shit like that. It drives me insane. I don't know why, but I do. I pay attention to the way things, the, the way people talk, the phrases people use, you know, I, I, and, and it drives me nuts. All that, like, corporate speak, it drives me crazy. I remember what I, I used to be in this room where all the supervisors shared. It was like a big room. We were all in there together, and I would, like, rail. I mean, just rant about all this stupid-ass corporate shit. So what are you guys talking that way for? This is, it, it, there's not two languages. There's not a language outside of here and a language inside of here. And I was like, <laughs> they all thought I was insane. But all that shit, all that low-hanging fruit and running up the flagpole, all that shit. Like, what the hell are you people talking about? Bubble it up. Yeah, I'm gonna. Bu- you should. You need to bubble that up. You really do. It has to be bubbled up. And uh, what the bubble up? What the hell is that? People don't talk like that. That's not a real phrase. Anyway, I'm, I make myself insane because I uh, I pay attention to all this shit, and for some reason I zero in on it, and I can't stop myself. It's the way my brain works. You know, it makes me crazy. And everybody's saying, uh, with that being said. Like, why? What is the point of putting that phrase ever? What? Why is that ever necessary to say that? <laughs> why? Why? Uh, all right. Enough stuff. Um, the other day I was thinking about something. I, I can't remember. Was I talking? I think I was talking. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember the source of this thing. But I was talking. I think it feels like I was talking to my brother, but I could be wrong. Talking to my brother or talking to Steve. And we're talking about uh, those little triangle windows in cars. <laughs> Are you old enough to remember that? It's like a little wing, a little uh, like a little vent type thing. It would be in a car a car window on, on the passenger and the uh, and, and the driver's side, and you could just like it was like a little triangle in the corner of the window, and you could swing it open. It would it would sort so air could blow in and circulate through. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember those things? And it had a little like uh, latch that you could slide and, and lock it in place where you could swing it open. It's like a little triangle vent window. Do you know what I'm talking about? This is like some shit from the 70s. I feel like I... I've, I've talked about this before, but it feels like I've lived in two different worlds. It feels like I've lived in two different... Like... I mean, two different eras. And I... And I'm not that old, but you know I'm old. Don't don't get me wrong, but it feels like I was born at at a time where I lived in a in an era that uh, is very distinct, and then I've lived in a second era, which is also distinct, and 
it's it, it's like two different worlds. And, it, you know, that's it's a great thing. It's a great, I mean, I feel like it's a great uh, privilege to have lived in two different eras. You know what I mean? And um, those little vent windows, I mean, that's just something, uh, you know, I started talking about it. I was like, holy shit, I forgot about those things. I don't know why, why you know, why it popped into my head. But, um, you know, it's one of those things, it's from the 70s, 60s, probably 50s, I don't know. But, I, you know, I remember it from the 70s. And, um, you know, I totally forgot about. And I, I, I sat down and I wrote down, jotted down some things that are kind of fairly obscure from the 70s. Like when I was a kid, I mean, I don't really remember the 60s. I was around in the 60s. But I was some little shitty kid, you know. I mean, I mean, like a like a little kid, like some little kid. I don't remember the level of detail. I don't know why I said I was a shitty kid, but um, eh, you know, maybe you know it's possible. Yeah, I'd have to ask my parents. But anyway, I was some little kid. I, most of this stuff's from the seventies. That's that's when I had um, that's when I was old enough to have, have actual memories, like real detailed memories. All right, so I, I, I jotted down some things. See if you see if you remember any of this stuff. If you're old like me, old broken down old sack, you know people call me sir now. Oh God, don't get me started. It makes me sick, uh, sir. Um, yeah, we. I remember we had a black and white television. We had a black and white television when I was a kid in the living room. This was this wasn't a secondary. TV. This was like in the living room. Our main TV was black and white, and you had it, it, you had to let it warm up. <laughs> Do you remember this? Are you old enough to remember your TV? It's like if something was was coming on at seven, you wanted to watch it at seven. You know, uh, like uh, I don't know, like the Twilight Zone or whatever. Whatever was coming on at seven o'clock, you'd have to turn it on at like you know, make sure you turn it on at six fifty-five. I mean. Don't turn it on exactly at seven, because you got to give it time to warm up. <laughs> like what the hell? You have to warm up your TV? Isn't that bizarre? That's crazy. And also, when you turn it off, there'd be this little white dot right in the center of the screen, and <laughs> it would stay there for like I don't know, like three minutes. And we'd um, we'd just sit there and watch it until it, it, would, it would get fainter and fainter, and then it would finally just disappear. You know what else I remember about when we first got cable TV, when cable TV first came to West Virginia, or at least our part of West Virginia, is they had a channel on there, and all it was, was it was a local channel, it was from Capital Cablevision, which is our, which is what we had, and all it was was a camera that would slowly pan down a line that had a clock, right? Like, you could turn on that channel, and there'd be, like, a clock. And it would slowly pan down. There'd be, like, a, you know, a temperature, like a thermometer-type thing. And there'd be, like, another one. I don't know. There's, like, different, like, gauges down the line. And then at the end, it would have, like, a list of movies that they would show on this channel. They're all, like, I mean, we're talking ancient, like, cowboy and Indians movies, westerns. These things are from like the 30s. They were like washed out. You could barely even make out images of the <laughs> of the characters. It was like it's like it had been left. Like the film had been left out in the sun, you know. 
and they would show these old westerns on there. And it, between the movies, when there was no movie, you could just turn it, turn it on, and, and, and look at the clock, the thermometer. Oh, it's mesmerizing TV. This is like, I mean, this is this is what I remember. This is what we had. We had nothing. I mean, it was terrible. We had this channel out of uh, Cincinnati, which was awesome, but I'm not going to get into that. But, um, you know, I remember the, the clock channel, as we called it, um, and, and the little dot when you turn the TV off and it just slowly fade away. It was mesmerizing. You know, you could just sit and get hypnotized by this thing, and, and you have to warm the TV up five minutes before the show comes on. <laughs> um, I remember my mom ironing, ironing clothes. Which I don't think too many people do except me. Iron, 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 I iron, God. Press, whatever you want to call it, shirts that I wear to work. But I don't think people iron too much anymore. Am I wrong? I don't think it's happened. Does that happen now? I don't know. I don't know what happens outside my house. I never hear anybody talking about ironing, but back in the day, that was a big that was a big part of it. And she had a one of those big returnable like Pepsi bottles, and I think everybody's mom had one of these. See if you remember this shit. All right, it's a, it's a like you know they used to have those big uh, you know uh, soft drink bottles, Pepsi, whatever, Coke, RC, whatever, and you would take them back for uh, a deposit. <laughs> When I was working at Fast Check, we they had that. I mean, that was, we'd have to go in, like, we had a big basket by the door, and people would bring their returnables in and get credit, I don't know, like 40 cents or something off their next purchase. You know, you know, you get you get a deposit on the bottles, right? And we'd have to take them, the stock boys would have to take, when the cart, when the basket would fill up, we'd have to take it to the back room and separate it out. We'd have to make sure all the Pepsis were together, all the Cokes were together, and all the RCs were together. So that's where I learned, you know, you know, Dr. Pepper's Pepsi. Uh, you know, I mean, I just like that. That stuff's hardwired in my head. I know exactly what each of the soft, of the major ones. You know, I'm not talking about the new stuff, but stuff that was around back then. I know it's like hardwired in my head. I also learned how to tie a tie there. So many important things at Fast Check. But anyway. Um, my mom and everybody else's mom, I think, had a like a like a empty Pepsi bottle, and she had this. It was like a nozzle. It was like a rubber nozzle that was that would fit over the top of it, and it was like uh, it was it was made to look like a flower, and it had and you could sprinkle and it had holes in it, and so she put water in the in in the bottle. She, and it had this this rubber nozzle on there, and she would use that and basically use it like a salt shaker and shake water onto the like if she's ironing a shirt or whatever, she would sprinkle water on there and iron it out. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember that? <laughs> How do I remember that? I asked my mom about that recently, and she goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody had that, you know." But um, I don't think most people remember that. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they do. But um, anyway, I can remember her having that bottle and shaking water on the shirts and pants or whatever she was ironing. Bizarre. All right. These are obscure '70s uh, memories. Um, eight track tapes. I had an eight track tape, and I think I had an. Eight, I don't know. 
I don't know if I had an 8-track tape in my car, a car that I owned, but we had 8-track tapes players in our in the family car, and I remember having 8-track, had a stereo with an 8-track tape player, and I can remember my friend Mike having one that didn't work very well. It was like loose. The thing was like real loose. Like you put the tape in and the thing was like, like you could wiggle it up and down. Something was askew with that thing. So you'd have to wedge. So Mike would like have to like wedge uh, like cardboard underneath. He'd like to have to put a big clump of cardboard underneath the eight track tape and then wedge it in there so it wouldn't move up and down. <laughs> and those things were those things were a piece of shit. The eight tracks, the things like some of them would be. I mean, they would literally change tracks in the middle of a song, and when it changed tracks, it would go cha chunk. I mean, it was real loud. It was like unner- unnerving. Like you'd be listening to a tape, and the thing would just go. Cha-chunk. Sometimes right in the middle of the song, it would split the song in half. Who would think that's a good idea? I mean, it, I mean, it's like the worst, you know? You're listening to a song, and it's manufactured so that right in the middle of it, thing just goes, cha-chunk. And then there's a little bit of silence, and it starts playing again. What a piece of shit, you know? Think about that. That's garbage, you know? It's like those 45, I had a 45 uh, RPM, you know, like the little single records of um, when I was a kid. I bought it at Miller's Drugstore in Dunbar. And it was, uh, it was, uh, what was it, American Pie by Don McLean. And it was so long that it was on both sides of the record. <laughs> the same song. It was the, It was one song. But it was on both sides of the record. So the thing would be playing, and it would just like kind of fade down. And you'd have to go over to the record player, flip it over, and to listen to the other, <laughs> to the rest of the song. What kind of trash is that? I mean, now everybody's like worried about audiophile. Everything's got to sound beautiful and perfect and everything. We had uh, eight tracks tape, eight track tapes. You'd be listening to a free ride or whatever song you're listening to. The thing would be right in the middle of cha chunk. You know, like what kind of trash. You have to turn, you have to flip the record over right in the middle of the song to hear the other side. Ah, hear the other song or the end of the song, the rest of the. Oh God. So anyway, track tapes. I had I, I had a bunch of them. I probably still have them down in the basement. I mean, they, those things were around. You know, they, those were not obscure. Everybody had them. Everybody used them. You know, I had Beatles records on eight tracks. You know, I think they made, like, some of that early punk stuff. I think you can find, like, the the Sex Pistols, you know. You can find Sex Pistols 8-tracks <laughs> and the Clash, like the first Clash album. That shit was around in the, seven, in the 70s. I don't know when it stopped. I mean, cassettes came on strong and, you know, 8-tracks were out the window because they're, they're not any good. So cassettes eventually, like, ruined everything for the 8-track world, but... Uh, Anyway, I, I lived during I, I lived in two different worlds, and in that first world, eight track tapes were uh, pretty popular. Even though they're not very good, you have to st- stuff cardboard underneath them to make them play right. We also had in television. That was our home uh, home uh, uh, video game console, and um, I never really was into that. I, I, I'm not really. I don't. You know, I don't like games. Is that, a, is that crazy? What do you think about that? I don't like, I, I've never really, I like baseball. I like playing baseball. 
I used to. I don't think I could do it anymore. Um, I'd probably blow my back out and pants at the same time. But um, anyway, you know what I'm saying? But playing games, like board games and shit like that, never. That I hate that. Like, I've been at parties, and um, people are like, how about we play uh, whatever? What are those stupid games that people play at parties where, I don't know, there's like an easel involved, you know what I'm saying? Or you draw something. I don't, I don't, I don't know what these games are called. I'm like, I'm out. I'm like, they start playing that shit. I'm out the window or out the door, or, or any of that stuff. Like, uh, you know, any of those games. I don't like games. Even drinking games. I loved the the drinking. I don't want to turn it into a game. You know, I don't like any of that stuff. I never liked that. But I played a little bit of video games. We we had in television, and um, we had uh, I'll tell you my three favorite. I think these are my the ones I remember. These are my three favorite games on in television. Night Stalker. Do you remember that one? That thing was great. It was fun. Burger Time. And my all time favorite, Astro Smash. Those were the best. Those are the three best, in, you know, right off the top of my head. Unless I'm forgetting one, but those are the three. We had a whole bunch of them. And we had um, we had skiing. We had one that had a bunch of sports games on it, I guess. It had skiing on there. It was, it was ridiculous. The, the graphics were horrendous. But, um, you know, Astro Smash was fun. And Burger Time was fun. And uh, Night Stalker was perhaps that one was probably the best one but I liked Astro Smash for some reason I liked that one a lot but, um, anyway we had that and um, somebody actually broke into our house and stole our Intellivision game and all our cartridges and my brother's uh, new paper route collection money and I don't know feels like there was some other stuff stolen and um, we never figured out who it was, although I have my uh, I have my theories. <laughs> I have my theories, but um, I don't know. But anyway, we we had that. That's we never had Atari, but we had it in television, and it was yeah, it was fun, especially the uh, like I say, Night Stalker, good times. Also, a bizarre memory, an obscure memory from the seventies. I don't know if you remember this crap. Do you remember Mexican jumping beans? <laughs> they were like beans, apparently, that had like like a worm in them or something. You get them warm, you hold them in your hand. You like hold them, you know, put them in your hand and like put your hands together and make a get it as warm as you possibly can. And then they would jump around in the palm of your hand. Remember that? Mexican jumping beans? Ugh. How about uh, Big Mouth Gum? It was like the size of a pack of, almost like the size of a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> except it was just solid gum, bubble gum. And they had apple flavor, grape, and I think just regular bubble gum flavor. And it was perforated, you know, and you're supposed to like break it into chunks, you know. But we would stick the entire freaking thing in our mouth. You could barely, barely breathe. There's like slobber coming out of the corner of your mouth trying to get that thing under control. <laughs> you put the whole thing in there all at once. It took you like five solid minutes. It was touch and go for like five solid minutes trying to get it under control. 
And it was uh, it cost like a nickel or something. It was like a huge amount of gum. No, no wonder everybody's teeth are rotten from that era. God, that shit was pure sugar. And we just like stuff it in for some reason. I don't know. I, I say I don't like games, but uh, you know, I guess we we were playing some kind of game there. Can you can you take on a whole <laughs> a whole big mouth? I think that's what it's called. Big mouth gum. That shit's ridiculous. I can't believe it. Um, let's see. Oh, another thing along the same lines. Do you remember cinnamon toothpicks? <laughs> I'm telling you, lived in two different worlds. You go to the store, right? Go to the candy, check out the candy area, candy section, and they would have these little uh, like cellophane envelopes. And inside would be toothpicks that had been dipped in cinnamon oil. <laughs> that was like a candy, like a like a, they sold it alongside candy, and it, and so you'd put the toothpick in your mouth and just kind of suck on it, and it was like fiery hot. <laughs> Do you remember this? Do you remember the cinnamon toothpicks? Who came up with that? That is weird, man. But um, I used to eat those there. I didn't eat the. I didn't eat them, but I I used to buy them, and uh, like suck all the uh, suck all the cinnamon oil off of them and discard them into the into the gutter. You know. What else I got? Um. Oh, do you remember a a uh, some kind of a gag called uh called morning breeze? It was like some kind of a, it came in a bottle. Looked like a fancy perfume. It was called Morning Breeze. <laughs> and it smelled like a, I mean, it smelled like an atomic fart or something. It was a horrendous, pungent smell. It was, uh, you would drop a little bit of that on the floor in a room, and it would clear the room out. And they sold it as a, in, a, in gag, like in, in toy store. There was a store in Dunbar called House of Toys. And they had this rack of like, you know, magic tricks and uh, shit like that. Had like uh, like fake ice cubes with like a roach inside of it. That kind of stuff you could like put it in somebody's drink. You know, gags and you know this kind of stuff. They sold that morning breeze in there. That stuff was used and abused. I mean, all over town. You know, people were always using that stuff. There's on YouTube. There's people I don't they don't it's not I think it's called liquid ass I think they literally sell something that's very similar if not exactly the same thing it's called liquid ass and um, there's a there's a bunch of YouTube videos of people re <laughs> people reacting to that I mean it is I mean there's a couple of them that had me laughing so hard I had tears rolling down my cheeks. But uh, maybe I'll find one. I'll put it on the Surf Report pod check so um, you can see one of them. But we had that. We had the, we we had those. We had it was called Morning Breeze back in the day. And the last thing I have listed is typing class. When I was in high school, I took a typing class, and uh, I mean I was trying to pad my schedule. I think I might have talked about this before, but when I was a senior in high school, this was not in the '70s, but it was in the, the very early '80s. Um, I, I had, you know, I was padding my schedule when I was a senior because I didn't need to take all these 
hard classes, so I took the easy way out. <laughs> and um, I took, one of them was typing, and that thing was, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I viewed it as kind of a joke at the time, because um, basically it was girls that took this class, but man, that thing, that thing's paid off. I know how to type, like actually type, not not some bastardized version of, I know how to sit down at a computer and type like a real typist, you know, because of that class. But in that class, they had a combination of, they had a few electric typewriters, which was the ones you wanted. You wanted to try to get one of those. And then they had a whole bunch of manual typewriters. You ever try to type on one of those things, those old like from the, uh, you see those movies from the '40s and stuff, and they're in there going like a cigarette dangling off their off their lip, some kind of a news reporter or something, you know. And um, you ever try to actually use one of those things? You have to. I mean, uh, it's a wonder I didn't have to have Tommy John surgery or something after using those things. You had to pound down with with all five, all ten of your fingers. It took great force to get it to work, you know. And that's what they had. That's how long ago it was. It was different world. There's two different worlds. I lived in two different worlds. And now there's, it's insane. Nobody even knows what a typewriter is or how to use one. You know, and you couldn't erase anything. You had to use like liquid paper. What the? I mean, just think about that. If you needed to make some kind of correction, you had to paint over the, you had to use like, uh, you had to paint the paper and then retype it over over the, it's insane, but um, but uh, that was. A, I'm glad I took that class. I can actually type. People, I still get comments on how fast I can type and stuff, and it's accurate. And it's because of that class I took back in 1980 or whatever it was. That thing was uh, that was an important. That was a good one, you know. So anyway, that's everything I had written down. There's there's millions of others. And um, if you guys have anything from when you lived in a in a different, if you if you're roughly the same age as me, you probably have a whole bunch of bizarre, obscure memories too. Everybody everybody just says the rotary phone and all this. I'm talking about the stuff. Dig down a little bit deeper, a little bit a little bit weirder, a little bit more obscure. You know, like the like the Pepsi bottle with the flower uh, dribble nozzle on it, <laughs> or the little white dot in the middle of the TV screen. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. If you have anything, please share it. Call me up. 570-290-8151 is the number. In fact, we have a call that came over from our old buddy YZ in T-Town, and here it is. Jeff, YZ in T-Town. No ball as well. I they just swept my head yeah, a little payback there, but yeah. Um, best uh, midnight movie, Dawn of the Dead, the original. Awesome, awesome midnight movie. Um, the other thing I was going to comment on is, you know, I've mentioned that our life coincides uh, quite a bit. You know, you worked at Fast Check. I worked at Indiana Street Grocery in high school. Fucking loved it. It was you know, working in a grocery store is the greatest uh, when you're in high school. So many things you can get into. and uh, But we had a meat market that was um, – the meat market in Indiana Street Grocery ran about 70% of the back wall of our store. And <clears throat> they had these sliding uh, windows, basically, 
the butcher could slide the window, put the meat in, and then slide the window back. But if you turn the lights off in the meat market, you could see out into the store, but you couldn't see in. So we had a, uh, a call sign. I can't remember what it was. It was, you know, we get on the intercom, you know, price check on Clean or something like that. That was the sign. And there's a good-looking woman in the store, and we would all go back in the meat market, turn the light off. Even the butcher would turn the light off, and we'd all stay back there and just stare at these good-looking women as they, you know, as they shop through the store, just hoping they'd come back and, and you know, start perusing the meat. So, anyhow, I could go on and on about all the good stories there. So, anyhow, brought back some good memories. Um, take care, Jeff. Keep up the good work. See ya. You're right. Dawn of the Dead is one of the one of the best. I I took a girl to see. I, I love Dawn of the Dead. That is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. That is one of the best. I mean, I haven't seen them all because I'm no I'm not a giant nerd. But I've I've seen many of the zombie films. And, you know, Night of the Living Dead's classic, but Dawn of the Dead, that thing is, that thing's in a class of its own, as far as I'm concerned, like the best. I took a girl to see Dawn of the Dead at a midnight movie, back in those days, back in the Dunbar days, and she started crying within, I don't know, first 15 minutes of the movie. (laughs) So we left right she was upset she was crying we were driving back i think it was like i don't know i don't remember where it was at it was like it seems like the the movie theater was in taze valley or something them they used to have movie theaters down there like down in that area but anyway we were driving back to dunbar she was sobbing and she was like why why would why would you take why would you take me to see a movie such as that you know, I just don't understand. Why would you do that? That's like the worst thing I've ever seen. It was like the whole premise was hell was full. So the the dead who are destined for hell are now walking the earth. <laughs> That's the premise. That's a great date movie, right? I mean, I think it is. Yeah, maybe I might have miscalculated on that one a little bit. But anyway, she was sobbing and like, like why? Why? For what reason? What would possess a person to think that they, you know? But anyway, I love it. That thing's out of print too. I found a, I found a bootleg copy of it. It's really good, good quality. It's very difficult to find. It's never on any streaming services, and the DVD is hard to find. And if you find one, a legitimate copy, it's very expensive. I think I have a bootleg. I think I have a copy of a copy, but it's good. It's decent. I don't know, but. You're right. It's a great one. And that grocery store story, that sounds right. That sounds right. You know, I remember when I worked, this might be a little, this is probably not exactly PC. I mean, I hope I don't offend anybody. But um, I remember when I first started working at, at Peaches in Greensboro, and people weren't very friendly to me there at, at the very beginning. There were, there were cliques. There was groups of people that had been working there for a long time and they weren't for the mo- generally speaking they weren't very friendly to me right and um there were a couple of exceptions including my friend Brad who I'm still friends with to this day he was he was decent to me but some of the old some of the oldsters the ones that have been there a long time 
they had this haughty, above-it-all attitude, and who are you to talk to us? We are the lofty ones. You are a mere upstart, fresh off the street. You are not a seasoned record store employee. <laughs> you know, it was just like this attitude. And um, But I remember... Um, you know, and it bugged me. I didn't. I didn't like being treated that way. But what are you gonna do? I loved working there. I wanted to get my foot in the door. It took me a long time. So, so I was rolling with it, you know. And um, I remember one morning uh, before the store opened, it was similar to your story, where we're, <laughs> where we're. Uh, if there's a good-looking uh, woman coming into the, into the store, so we were. There were three of us. It was me, Brad, and some other guy. And the other guy wasn't very friendly. He was one of the ones that wasn't very friendly. I can't remember his name. I think he had a mustache. But we were talking, and uh, before, well, I wasn't. I wasn't involved in this. But they were talking. Those two were talking. Brad and the other guy, old mustache Johnny, were talking about, you know, if 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 a pretty uh, blonde comes in the store, I get to help them. You know, they're like calling it. You know, if I get a if a pretty if a pretty blonde comes in. You know, you guys back off. It's me. That's me. I'm I'm, I'm handling all the pretty blondes today, <laughs> right? And um, and then the other one was like, "Well, I'll take the brunettes," you know, you know, that kind of thing. And then they said, "Would you know?" I I was quiet and I was kind of stand, you know, kind of staying off to myself because they weren't they weren't welcoming me in with the open arms. But Brad, who was more decent than the rest of them, probably I can't remember details, but. He probably said, Jeff, you want in on this? And I said, okay, this is the non-PC part. Well, none of it's very PC. But uh, I said, uh, yeah, put me down for all the lesbian dwarves. <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, Brad, like, buckled over in laughter. And the other guy was like, what the hell? You know? He's like, what the hell's that? You know? And um, But Brad, you know... He immediately got my sense of humor, and uh, you know, and um, we're we're friends to this day. You know, I don't know how many how many years that is, uh, mid eighties to now. So anyway, yeah, put me down for uh, lesbian dwarves. <laughs> that was like literally my first few days of working at Peaches. But anyway, um, yeah, I can understand that. We had we had uh, that place was insane. Fast check. I mean, it was it was crazy. The stuff that happened in there. I could do. Uh, my friend Steve said you could do ten episodes of the of your podcast with just fast check stories. Yeah, it's true. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun working at a grocery store. You're right. You know, we got treated like shit. We didn't get paid anything. They called us numb nuts, shit for brains. All that stuff, management treated us like trash, but we had fun. We ran, we we ran crazy through that place. My friend Rocky, I don't want to start. I don't, I don't want to start going off on fast check stories, but you know how they used to put uh, uh, missing children's faces on the side of, of uh, milk cartons. That's another weird. <laughs> there you go, missing children on the side of milk cartons. The hell's that? Where'd that come from? Anyway, my friend Rocky worked there. He wrote one time. He one time he went over there with a sharpie and wrote "dead" <laughs> across some kid's face, <laughs> right on some of the cartons, and then just put them back on the shelf. 
And this woman gets up there, and she's getting ready to pay, and she realizes, she sees that, she notices it. It has like some, I don't know, sixth grader on the side of there. It's been missing for like three years, and, and it just says, dead, across his face. And the woman like flipped out, and she was like freaking out. She said, this is so disrespectful. And the management had to talk to us, yelled at us, you know. Eh, it was so much fun. You're right. It was fun. I don't know if I realized how fun it was while it was going on, but when I think back on it, it was a pretty good experience. Thanks for calling in, YZ. I appreciate it. And like I said, if you guys want to call in like YZ did, you can do it, 570-290-8151. If you want two episodes a week instead of a measly one, you can do that too. Head on over to Patreon. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, and you'll get an extra episode every week. So do it up. Double down on the Surf Report. And surfreportpod.com is the home for uh, expanded show notes, links, photographs, pictures, blah, blah, blah. Photographs and pictures, you know. We don't limit it to just photographs, but we also have pictures. So anyway, head on over to surfreportpod.com. And thank you guys for listening. I, I I do appreciate it. I know it's a little erratic, but there's uh there's trouble. There's uh, there's trouble at the house of K. But I'm hoping everything will be calm. I hope everything will be okay in the long run. Thank you guys for sticking with me. And until next time, which will be over on the Patreon side, you guys have yourselves a fine fine day. I'll see ya. Bye. We are the lofty ones. <laughs>